My name is Ed Peters, and on behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to the 17th chapter of Acts. We are with Paul in the city of Athens, looking at Luke's description of what Paul encountered in this great cultural center. On our previous study, our focus was on the Athenian people, in particular the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers, and on their reaction to Paul's message. Now, today our focus will be on the city of Athens. Five centuries before Paul, Athens had been at the height of its glory in art, philosophy, and literature. She had retained her reputation in philosophy throughout the years and still maintained a leading university in Paul's day. It was still a beautiful and ornate city at the time of Paul's visit.
Now here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. The gospel got to Athens in Greece. Paul is there. The year is perhaps A.D. 51. On the Sabbath, he preached in the synagogue to Jews and God-fearing Gentiles. During the week, he reasoned in the marketplace. This was the public forum where the Athenians gathered. It is called the Agora. Archaeologists have excavated there since 1930. The American School of Classical Studies took the lead. The Agora has now been more or less completely excavated. It's interesting to look down on the Agora from Mars Hill, also called the Areopagus, a 377-foot-high hill just south of the Agora. Just beside it, to the east and a bit higher, was the famous Acropolis of ancient Athens. Here the remains of huge structures still stand. Those of you who have been there can imagine the scene as I describe it. Since the Agora has now been excavated, we have a good idea of what Paul himself saw since he preached there daily. I want to, in a few minutes, describe to you what the Agora that Paul saw looked like. Along the east side of the marketplace was the Stoa of Attalus, built by King Attalus II of Pergamus in the 2nd century B.C. By the way, a Stoa is made up of colonnaded porches or porticos. The Stoa of Attalus, which has now been rebuilt as the Agora Museum, was 385 feet long and 64 feet wide. Its face was two stories high. The colonnade had 45 columns on each level, Doric columns on the first and Ionic on the second. The Doric columns were very simple in design, while the Ionic were distinguished by the spiral motion of their tops. Behind the colonnades were 21 shops on each level. Directly in front of this stoa, in the middle of the Agora, stood the Odeon. That was the music hall, built by King Agrippa in 15 B.C. It seated a thousand persons. So along the east side of the Agora then was the colonnaded stoa of Attalus. 385 feet long. Now to the south. Along the south side was the south stoa, sometimes called the middle stoa, 450 feet long. The west side of this structure housed the law court. Now to the west side of the marketplace. The west side of the agora was the political side. Here were places for the city council. Here the officials' set of weights and measures was kept. They had a sealer of weights and measures, even in those days. Along the west side was also the public records office, behind which was the place where the Council of 500 met. Also along the west side was the Temple of Apollo and the Stoa of Zeus. It was at the Stoa of Zeus that Socrates held forth. So that's the east, south, and west of the Agora. Now to the north. Along the north of this huge square was what was called the Painted Stoa, a picture gallery of the history of Athens. Here Zeno and others argued long before Paul. That then was the Greek Agora. Now, if you stood in that marketplace facing south and looked up, you would see Mars Hill or the Areopagus, the top of which was 377 feet above the Agora. Here is where Paul may have spoken to the intelligentsia of Athens. Higher yet and to the east was the Acropolis, where the temples stood. 
Paul, if he stood on Mars Hill, the Areopagus, may well have pointed up to those temples when he spoke of temples made with hands. Or he may have pointed to the temples 377 feet below Mars Hill when he spoke those words. It was possibly here to the Areopagus or Mars Hill above the Agora and lower than the Acropolis that they took Paul and said to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we want to know what they mean. Then Luke adds that all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Once more, Paul finds himself put on the spot, not by his own countrymen this time, but by the Greeks. I don't suppose Paul enjoyed the reason for the courts calling him to appear. Evidently, the Athenians had long ceased to be interested in truth. Their passion for truth had given way to a passion for novelty. Perhaps they wanted something spectacular and sensational, a tough assignment for Paul, who was dealing with spiritual and eternal matters. I will come back to this court of Areopagus in the next program. As I close today, I come back to a point I made earlier. When Paul arrived in Athens and walked through it, Luke writes, he was greatly distressed to see the city was full of idols. Why was Paul so agitated? With all its wisdom, Athens was a society of idol worshippers. Paul looked upon these and must have concluded two things. Number one, those idols degraded the true God. They brought God down to the level of depraved humans. That deeply saddened the apostle. False gods do that, whatever the false gods are. Anything that man places above God is his God, his idol, and that degrades Jehovah. Anything that man pours out his life to is his God. If that isn't Jehovah God, then that is a false God. Paul was saddened and appalled because what he saw was so degrading to the God he knew and loved. There was a second reason Paul was so exasperated. All of these idols and temples degraded not only God, but they also degraded man. Man who was made in the image of God was bowing down to his own creations. He was bowing down to himself. He was worshiping himself, and it left him groping for truth and for life. But man would never find knowledge and never come to truth, nor could he receive life that way. Jesus had said, I am the truth and the life. What they needed was him. God can be real.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.